Welcome to the Your Oxygen Mask First podcast. I'm Erin Young, and this is a space where we explore ways to help the helpers. Because you can't help anyone before you help yourself. So sit back, put your own oxygen mask on, and enjoy the ride. Thank you so much for joining us, and I'm very excited, super excited, ecstatic, all of my crazy words that I use that everybody makes fun of me for because I get excited that I have Melissa Chellikel with me, and she is a clutter coach and the owner of Let's Get You Organized, and she's going to talk to us today about how being organized with your home and your space actually helps your mental health. So thank you for being with us, Melissa. Thank you so much, Erin. I'm excited to be here. So I never really thought about this topic, and I'm so glad that you reached out to me because I know a lot of us could benefit from your wisdom on this. But first, let's talk a little bit about you. Yeah, so I launched my company technically about six years ago in 2012, just as sort of a side hustle. I was working in corporate human resources for about 10 years, and my degree is in sociology. Graduated um, with my BA from here in Southern California from Cal State San Marcos in 2010, went straight into corporate human resources for about 10 years and kind of just burnt out after that time frame and decided to open my own company and launch my business. And I do in-home professional organizing for Southern California residents. So, but you'll make an exception to come to like Reno and Nevada and come help me, right? Because (laughs) a lot of us need some help. It's fun because yeah, now I'm doing virtual coaching too. So I have clients in Ohio and New Jersey and Florida. Um, So I do also, you know, like virtual programs where people can book me to just sort of get them into shape mentally to prepare to actually take the action um, tactically in their homes. Do you walk around with FaceTime or Zoom? With I do. Oh my goodness. I do. Yeah. I require video chats because I like to be able to, you know, see who I'm talking to, read their body language, read their emotional responses, and then also obviously be able to see their space. But it's it's optional if they want to show me their space or not. But, you know, it helps to see what I'm getting myself into, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Because how can you help without seeing this space that you're looking at, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I want to get into traveling more. I was in Scottsdale last month for an organizing job. So that was kind of fun. I had a client that flew me out there. So maybe, maybe I'll be in Nevada soon. (laughs) There you go. Northern Nevada, though, not Vegas. We don't deal with those people. (laughs) Just kidding. We love those people. We love everybody. So explain your business a little bit and how you help people. How does one hire a, a clutter coach? Yeah, so everybody could use a little more organization in their lives, whether it's the glove box in your car or your vanity makeup drawer or your shoe closet or maybe your pantry. For a lot of people, it's their garage or like their junk drawer, kind of those tucked away behind the scenes spaces that you shove everything into when you have company come over. Um, So in my experience, like we all could be more organized, even myself, I could be more organized. Right now I live in an 1800 square foot home 
and I'm actually downsizing to a 500 square foot studio in downtown San Diego. So that is going to be a feat of minimalism. And that's what I teach my clients is how to live a more minimalist life and declutter and get rid of stuff that no longer serves them and no longer brings them joy. So I'll be practicing what I preach. <laughs> wow, that gives me anxiety and a little bit of heart palpitations just thinking about it. <laughs> From 1,800 to 500 square feet? Uh, you know, I've moved 18 times in my life, and one of my studios was 125 square feet. So oh. I think I can handle 500. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want pictures afterwards. I will, yes. I'm sure I'll be posting on YouTube and Instagram stories with my adventures in minimalism. <laughs> So how does being organized, organization, getting rid of the clutter, how does it help with overall wellness and personal relationships? Because I don't think people realize that the two, three are connected. They totally are connected. Yes. So I recently made a post on Instagram about decluttering your body, decluttering your finances, decluttering your toxic relationships with people, friends, family, intimate relationships. Um, it's all related. Once you start on your decluttering journey, it really takes momentum and you'll notice that even if you're just starting to do 20 minutes a day decluttering a junk drawer or a pantry or a spice rack or the glove box of your car, it kind of feeds into other areas of your life where you sort of honor yourself more, you respect yourself more, you respect the space that you're in more, and you're not just kind of collecting or buying mindlessly and you're actually being present in your life. Um, I would say it's probably about 80% mindset in decluttering and then 20% tactical actually, you know, taking action. So it is awesome because a lot of my clients, when I leave their in-home sessions here in San Diego, after the four hours of making the decisions on what to keep and toss and donate, shred, e-waste, return, consign, sell, give back to a friend that they, you know, lent or lent them the item that they owe it back to them. There's so many different decisions that they can make in those four hours that first of all, they're kind of decision fatigued after that time frame. But second of all, I always get a big smile, a hug and a, oh my God, I feel so much lighter in one way or another. They say it feels so free or it feels so light or the energy feels better in here. I'm constantly getting those types of statements where it goes from feeling like an overwhelming stifling space to feeling like a free and clear kind of lighter energy that comes throughout the room once you get rid of all the crap. That's so scary though. <laughs> well, okay. So I get the question all the time, you know, what, what are you going to judge me on? Should I be embarrassed? Should I hire a housekeeper before you come? What if there's dust bunnies? Do you wipe things down if they're full of dust or dirt or dog hair or whatnot? I believe me have seen it all over the past six <laughs> years. Like I, I offer no judgment organizing. I have that on my website as a statement. I grew up actually, my dad's a hoarder. So I grew up in a home where there were literally paths in the living room to get to piles of mail and piles of newspapers from 10 years ago. And that's probably why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, not only have I seen it in my own family, but I've also seen it obviously in the last six years working in the homes of my clients. And it's definitely no judgment. I'll never 
crinkle my nose at somebody's dirty pile of laundry or their interesting taste in movies or their old collections from 30 years ago. (laughs) I just try not to judge. Well, that's awesome. That makes me feel very, very comfortable. How do you get to that point where you decide that this is way too much? And how do you find the time and motivation to get better organized? Yeah, so I think everybody kind of has that, oh my gosh, moment where they need to call in professional help. And that could be for anything in your life. So say it's getting your hair done. You've always been cutting your split ends over the kitchen trash or dyeing your hair with box dye and it's just not working anymore. And you're like, oh my God, I I need an actual haircut. I'm going to go actually hire a hairstylist or a barber. Or maybe it's getting your nails done. You know, it just doesn't cut it anymore to use the little $2 nail polish from the store you really want to be going to an event. So you want to look nice and you're going to go hire a professional manicurist. Um, There's, you know, just different, different things that we hire out professional help for, right? So it's the same thing with getting organized. If you are at a point where you might have ADD, you might have ADHD, you might have OCD, you might have PTSD, and you have sentimental clutter and it's traumatic. um, There's a lot of different, I guess, neuroses that I encounter in my work. And again, I don't judge. I've seen it all. And I'm not there for a pity party for somebody to, you know, cry about their clutter. I'm there to kind of coach them through it and kick their butt in a way um, to kind of launch them into that organizing mindset. Because I get a lot of people that just want to sit there and cry about, you know, their divorce and they have all these pictures from their wedding. And I'm kind of one of those no BS people that's just like, you've you've got to cut this out. You know, you hired me for a reason. You hired me as a professional organizer. That is what I am. And I'm an expert in my field. So I treat it as such. And my four hour sessions are mentally, physically, and emotionally draining because of that. Um, It's kind of like a mini therapy session in a way. (laughs) How much of it is getting rid of just crap and how much of it is finding a place for everything? I would say most of it for most of my clients is decluttering first and then it's the actual organizing what we decide to keep back into place but mostly it's like the first three hours of a four-hour session are simply just purging figuring out what's going to go to donations be sold or consigned or given away recycled trashed shredded e-wasted i try to recycle everything very responsibly so i do free e-waste donations where they actually reuse the wires and the copper and the gold that's found in our electronics Hmm. um battery recycling so the alkaline doesn't seep into the landfills um and it's just making those decisions creating those piles i have these little signs that i bring to every single session so we make we kind of organize the crap (laughs) before it even leaves the house. And then once all those decisions are made, we are left with what the client is actually going to keep. And there's an intention behind everything that is kept. So say somebody played lacrosse in college and they have 10 lacrosse sticks that are collecting dust and they're, you know, in the garage, all kind of shriveled up behind the door and nobody's caring about them. I will ask those tough questions about why are you keeping this? Well, oh, that was my glory days. Okay, but you're not honoring it. How about we keep one? We create a little stand for it. It might sit, you know, above the garage door somewhere where it's seen and it's honored and it's respected as 
that's the intention behind keeping it. And then we toss the other nine sticks that aren't in good shape. So we kind of come to a lot of compromises with my clients, but then I also remind them that everything that they keep should be intentional. And by intentional meaning that not just sentimental, but has purpose? has purpose and has, um, you know, brings them joy, brings them, brings them some sort of positive attribute to their life. And they're not just keeping it because, oh, that was from my ex-husband and I feel guilty if I got rid of it. Or that was a gift from my aunt three Christmases ago and I just can't part with it because she knitted this scarf and, you know, her love was knitted into the yarn and blah, 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 all these excuses that they give me for four hours about, Mm -hmm their decisions to keep these things. So by the end of it, they're kind of like, Oh, I get it. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're right. I shouldn't be keeping something out of guilt or keeping something out of negativity or keeping something out of a past memory that doesn't serve me anymore. So yeah, kind of keeping things with an intent that you're going to honor them and respect them. And do clients follow up with you months or years later and say, I'm still keeping up with this and you know, the energy and the, you know, the space still feels good. They do. Yeah. I've done a few really intensive sessions where like I did one house for 15 days. I did one house for five days in a row and we're talking, you know, 20 years of clutter that people have lived in the same house and they've just really never thrown anything away. Um, So I've seen some intense situations where I'm able to actually leave them feeling like, not only are they maintaining the spaces we've already touched, but that I've equipped them to move forward with systems so that they don't have to call me back again. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I want to do is, you know, be seen as sort of like a housekeeper where you have somebody once a week or once every two weeks that comes in and cleans your house for four hours. I feel like I haven't done my job if you have to call me back weekly or even monthly in some cases. Awesome. Yeah. So what should somebody look for if they're hiring a clutter coach? Because say someone's on the East Coast and you really can't get out there. How do they find someone like you? So there's not many. I kind of just made that up as my, <laughs> as my title that I'm a clutter coach because I've always been, so I'm a Virgo in astrology. I've always been kind of the caregiver, girl next door sort of archetype. And obviously my degrees in sociology. So I have a love for people and helping others. And um, I never wanted to be a therapist or, you know, get my PhD or my MD. My dad has his PhD and my mom has her master's and neither were entrepreneurs. Both were very academically inclined and they really pushed me to go to grad school. And after my four years getting my BA, I was just done with college. I knew that I wanted to kind of do my own thing. I've always kind of been the black sheep of the family. So I, you know, jumped into HR and then got, you know, started my company. But in the meantime, I always kind of was like, well, what if I could have been a therapist or, you know, maybe they were right. Maybe I should have gone and and gotten that higher level degree. So this is sort of my way of being a therapist without actually being a therapist. (laughs) Um, And, you know, coaching is kind of a trend in the entrepreneurial world right now. But I really feel like with six years behind me of the in-home sessions, I've learned a ton about people's behaviors, patterns, excuses, and I will call them out on their, you know, on their BS. And I think it's important that when you're hiring any sort of coach, whether it's a, you know, 
personal trainer or a business coach or whatnot, that you have somebody that will hold you accountable and will see through your BS and see through your excuses and kind of call you to more. Yeah, that's, that's incredible because it's, I love the, it's therapy, but it's not because Mm -hmm. you can tell a lot about a person by their items and the way that they live. So I mean, that's really cool because you still get to live your dream and deal with people and deal with the psyche of people, but not have to be in a clinical setting. Yes. And, you know, living in a cubicle just didn't really serve me. Like I said, I'm kind of a, a black sheep. I, I named my company um, Make Shit Happen LLC. So <laughs> that's my, I got a call from the Secretary of State in California that said that my language was crude and unusual. And I fought back and I said, well, this is my business. So <laughs> did they let you keep it? Yeah, they did. Um, the SHT stands for Spiritual Home Transformation. Ah, so, perfect. Yeah, so I try to get really, really into the mental side of it, the mindset, the actual coaching side of it. Because again, I'm not doing my job if I just go in and I tidy up somebody's house and you know put some shelves in and make a pantry pretty, and then I never taught them how to fish, so to speak. So that's kind of my goal is to really leave them equipped with the tools to maintain those home organization systems. Cause you're not just HGTV baby. No, no, it's not just pretty. And like, that's what my Instagram um, bio says is this is non sugarcoated. This is realistic. This is real organizing for real people. This isn't glossy magazine organizing. This is actual day to day. You know, I'm helping those people in Ohio and Florida and New Jersey. I'm not just working in the glamorous cities of America, I'm actually helping real families get organized. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Yay. <laughs> so is there any freebies or a couple of easy steps that you can give us to get started in sorting out our chaos? Yeah, of course. So there's so much you can do. Um, if you're a visual person, I recommend, you know, searching YouTube for videos on organizing. If you're an audio person, there are a few podcasts specifically geared towards um, getting organized. If you are a kind of no nonsense type person and you just want like the the fast trick or the magic pill then i suggest just setting a timer for 20 minutes daily and just hacking away at little bits of clutter whether that's going through the mail every day you know and not just piling right not just piling in a a corner pretending like it doesn't exist (laughs) um or whether it's you know decluttering your inbox you might have a ton of emails that you need to purge and get rid of you might have bill payments that have not been automated take 20 minutes a day start looking at your life from the perspective of you're the boss of your own life. You're the CEO of your own life. You might be an amazing employee at work in whatever you do and be getting all these accolades and amazing performance reviews, but how are you managing your life as if it's your job to manage your life? Are you, if you had a boss looking over you, would they see that you're slacking in tidying up, cleaning up, checking your mail, cleaning out your inbox? Like, would you be embarrassed to have somebody come over and see your house in the state that it's in? Um, if the answer is yes, then start taking 20 minutes a day to get yourself into the right direction and stop just sitting there being complacent. That's my advice. Yeah, I'd be so fired. <laughs> I think in my work email, I have over 3,000 emails. 
Oh my goodness. In inbox. Because I get oh a lot of spam and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go back and I'm going to read this article because I might need it someday. But then there's more and more email and then I never go back and read it. So you said, okay, you just brought up a good point too. So someday, that is my least favorite word in the dictionary. <laughs> um, I demand that my clients stop living in the what ifs and the some days because that's why we hold on to things that's why we keep clutter we don't need oh someday I might be able to use this random piece of fabric for a Halloween costume okay no <laughs> that's not that's not how we live our lives so I'm pretty I'm pretty tough with that but it, I mean, it makes sense to me. It's live for the now, live for the present, be grateful for what you have right now. You never know what's going to happen in the future. And I mean, to be holding on to something as a complete what if randomly in five years, you might have one hour of being able to use this random item. To me, that's not a justification of keeping that item. Yeah, for me, I save things and I put them away because I know that at some point I may need them and then I forget that I have them. Exactly. And then you probably buy duplicates and yes. then you end up with like, I had a guy that had seven staplers. I had a woman that had, I think, 52 rolls of scotch tape. Um, so that is impressive. It gets a little out of control sometimes. And I think that's another one of those, oh my gosh, moments like you need to call in professional help is when you find yourself buying duplicates of things that you already had, but you have so much stuff, mountains of stuff, the piles of stuff that you just can't even find what you do have. And if you find yourself constantly saying, I think I have that somewhere. I just don't know where it's probably time to call somebody like me. Yep. I, I completely agree. So if you're like me and want to get a hold of you to come help me with my chaos, how do people get a hold of you? <laughs> So I'm pretty consistent and organized, of course, across all social media. I'm at Let's Get You Organized, just all spelled out. Um, you can visit my website, which is www.letsgetyouorganized.biz. And I do daily Instagram stories, kind of behind the scenes of my clients' homes. They do sign a photo release waiver, but I never attach names or locations. So it is anonymous, but my viewers get to see the behind the scenes of kind of how I declutter a pantry or declutter a garage or declutter um, a kid's room, a playroom. I've been doing a lot of those lately with back to school. So um, yeah, you can follow me on all the things. I didn't even think about the garage. <laughs> that's Dang. usually a big one that's usually a more than four hour session for those right. that's <laughs> ot baby <laughs> well melissa do you have any closing thoughts or anything that we didn't get to cover yeah, I think just, you know, make sure that whatever you're keeping in your home, you're keeping it for a reason. And that reason is pure and true. And you're not just, you know, crowding your energy with negative items that no longer serve you, no longer bring you joy. Our homes are our sanctuaries. They're our serene space, our, you know, protection and shelter from the outside world. And so they should really be a place of serenity and not a source of stress. So if you're collecting things and adding things into your home, you're the owner of your life. Again, run your life like a business and start to purge what you no longer need. Well, thank you, Melissa. I'm going to take your tips and sometime, wait, this weekend, not sometime, this Yay! weekend. <laughs> there you go. Put a date on it. 
<laughs> I I will tackle something and I really like the 20 minutes a day because everybody can spend 20 minutes a day. Get off the Instagram, get off the Facebook. You can put my podcast on as you're doing it and good, you can spend 20 luck. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you can spend 20 minutes, you know, going through the mail or doing something. So I appreciate your tips. Thank you. Of course. Yeah. Happy to be here and happy to share. And here is a wealth of information. If you ever want to reach out and just have a random question, I'm happy to answer. Awesome. So I will link all of Melissa's things, all of her contact information, her social media onto her episode page, as well as in the resources list. So thank you again, Melissa. I really appreciate you taking out the time out of your busy schedule to come chat with us. And hopefully we'll do a follow-up soon and I'll tell you how great my house is now. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. And I hope that you found something that really resonates with you. I can't wait to share even more. So please subscribe to the podcast and you can find links to our resources in the description and at your oxygenmaskfirst.com.